All right. Three. <laughs> Clayton, shut up, dude. <laughs> Three, two, one. What's going on in life and around the world? And this week, the world will have its eyes set on Las Vegas because of a certain event that we're here to discuss. I'm Dennis. I host this show. Welcome to episode 118. And this is a very, very special episode because this is one of our traditional episodes that we have every year. It's time for Super Bowl Megacast. This is our third year of doing this. We always go big. So I've got a pretty good crew here with me, which I'm really excited about. I've got multiple time guests of the show, making his, I don't know, 25th straight appearance, it feels like, on the show, Jet Coney himself. We have yes, another multiple time guest of the show who has talked NFL, NBA, all things with me, Noah Bruton. We have another yeah, multiple time guest of the show, my EPL Talk co-host, Clayton Cooper. And we have making his second appearance and First full-length appearance on the show, Mr. Connor true. Mullins, live hey, from San Antonio. Hunter, you got a big win over your guys, so yeah, true. Yeah, we won. Uh, yeah, good, good game. I'll, I'll give you all that. What are you eating, by the way? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm eating pizza. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just haven't had dinner yet, so fair enough. Fair enough. All right, yeah, boys. Podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm glad you're back. This is gonna be super fun. Uh, Dawson, we miss you. Jake, we miss you. Justin, we miss you. Sorry that you guys were not able to join us tonight, but that's okay. We'll roll and we'll we'll preview the Super Bowl because that's what we're here to do. We have a lot to get to and hopefully a not super long time, but you guys know the drill around here. We like to go long, so we'll see what happens. Uh, boys, let's, let's get going. I've sent you all the rundown. I think it should be pretty fun. I'm going to claim that we're the first preview podcast like on the internet because nobody else has put out a Super Bowl preview pod yet. So I'm going to claim that we're the first ones to do it. We're the trendsetters. So I think that's a high honor. And the first question that I want to ask all of you and Connor, I would like for you to go first. Uh, your first word that comes to mind with this matchup is what? Oh, man, that's such a hard question. I feel like there are so many underdogs going into this season that came out of nowhere. But um at the end of the day, it's what kind of what we expected coming into the beginning of the season. The 49ers and the Chiefs uh, were the front runners. I, I mean, I would say, I would not say I'm an avid NFL fan, uh, but to me, the 49ers and Chiefs are the premier teams uh, when you think of the NFL. Uh, I think the, the 49ers have a very strong defense. Uh, Chiefs have a very solid offense with Mahomes. But for the entire NFL season, I mean, the, the Ravens and the Lions came so close. That would have been an awesome Super Bowl. Um, but at the end of the day, it was kind of the premier teams that came out on top. So, uh, I guess that's the best way to describe it. I'm sure you guys have better ways to describe it anyway. Okay. I'm going to claim that your word there is premier. That's, that's what I, yeah. would, I would claim that as, uh, Clayton, your word. Expected kind of like what Connor was saying. I mean, the 49ers were a pretty consistent team in my opinion, and they played well. Obviously, the Chiefs, I mean, I'm kind of taking back what I said about expected because the Chiefs are kind of like on this like Patriots kind of-esque run 
where the regular season's kind of choppy. You know, they have these high expectations of winning 13, 14 games in a season. But like I said, they always try, they always find a way in the postseason to get into this position. So I just kind of think it's expected that these two teams made it. Noah? I'm kind of going opposite and saying unpredictable. It's predictable necessarily like the, the matchup of the Super Bowl, but as a season as a whole, I think it's unpredictable. Different storylines throughout the season, uh, the roller coaster of certain teams, just one team that I think of off the top of my head, like Vikings being at full strength, starting out like 0-3 while Kirk Cousins looked like an MP- MVP front runner and then like injuries happening and they end up winning like five in a row or something like that. And then like, same with like certain other teams, uh, the Eagles having a complete failure towards the end of the season to where they start out, I think eight, no, something like that. And then lost their last, I think five out of six games or six out of seven, something like that. But the matchup for the Super Bowl is decently predictable, but the season as a whole, I thought was unpredictable because different outcomes were coming out every week. So, Jetty Boy, I kind of got to zag a little bit from from what Noah said because my like one word for the whole season is scripted. I just <laughs> felt like consistently it was like it was like the Cowboys, you know, going into Philadelphia. I knew that game was going to be an Eagles win and I knew that we were going to get screwed over by the refs and I knew it was going to be close, but I I was just like, I I just had no faith (laughs) the entire game. It was a one score game. And, And then like down the stretch, you know, the bills being out of the playoff contention completely like the 11 seed. I was like, if I had like a hundred dollars to put on the bills, making the playoffs right now, I would do it because I know that the script calls for it, that the bills have to make the postseason. And like coming down to that last game in Miami, where Miami has been almost unbeatable at home. And then they go in there and, and, you know, granted the Dolphins had injuries and whatever, but, but really got it like handed to him by Josh Allen and Josh Allen just, just came in and showed him up. So there's so many points in the season where I was like, okay, things may have been. And, and so maybe I'm not zagging too far from you. Cause I do think. Like you said, the Vikings starting 0-3 was unexpected. The Browns situation was unexpected with all their injuries and everything. But despite all the unexpected things, you just knew how things were going to end. And so that's why when you know the, the 49ers and the Chiefs made the conference championship game and Dennis and I were making our picks, I was like, I know what's going to happen. I, I This is what – and you know, it, there's a lot of conspiracy theory around scripts – I'm not talking about that kind of script. I'm not, I'm not saying that they literally wrote out and like staged every single game. I'm just saying that that the best way for the NFL to succeed was a in their eyes was a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl and I feel like things just fell into place for that to happen. And so, my one word for this matchup is uninspiring because as a fan sitting here, a much more intriguing and storyline-filled matchup to me would have been the Lions and the Ravens. There's just so many more points to talk about. It's everybody's first shot at this ring. It's the Lions' first Super Bowl ever. Like there's there's so many more intriguing things to happen, but that with the amount of star power on both of these teams and the amount of outside of the football world, the amount of gravity that both of these teams possess, it had to be these two teams. Um, so I, I'm just, it's uninspiring to me because I'm sitting here like, I really don't care about this Super Bowl. Obviously, I have who I want to win and who I think will win, but I'm just going to watch it 
for the commercials to see Usher perform at halftime and to see if, uh, you know, if how, how much Taylor Swift is on the air. That's, that's about <laughs> it. So yeah. Uninspiring for my, for my, for this matchup. You can admit it, Jet. You have money on this game somewhere. You can admit your allegiances <laughs> there too. It's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's only because well, you're. I, in I won't say you're wrong. I won't. But <laughs> of course, I'm not wrong. You live in Tennessee. It's legal up there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My word is logical. Okay. If I had a phrase to describe this matchup, it would be par for the course, uh, because it just. Of course, it had to be something like this. Of course, it's going to be a rematch of what we saw four years ago. Um, and hopefully, knock on wood, we are not getting another pandemic after this game because that's what happened last time these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl. But I think it's incredibly logical that the 49ers, as the one seed, you know, took care of business. And I also think it's incredibly logical that a Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs team is back in the Super Bowl. They're, what is it, their third in the last four or fourth in the last six, something like that. Um, it, it, it makes too much sense in this odd, funky NFL season that you guys have described super, super well, and I don't want to like harp on that too much more. Of course, we're going to get something totally boring. Like, duh. Like, of course. The NFL is the one sport where we're not going to have this like crazy Cinderella or this like unexpected team make a make a trip to the championship game or series like we did with the other three uh, big sports leagues uh, this whole last year. So shout out the NFL for being boring in that regard. But that's my word. It's logical. Um, you guys have already kind of hit on the fact that you're not really happy with this matchup. I can tell because again, it's uh, pretty boring. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I'm a I'm okay with it, but I'm not like thrilled about it either. Let's actually talk about some things in the game. Let's talk about, you know, players, teams, schemes, coaches, and all those things. And I want to ask it first from the angle of X factors. Noah, I'd like for you to start with this segment here. What what are some X factors going into this matchup that you see about a week out? Kind of tune away, at least when I'm thinking about the 49ers, what they need to do. They need to keep uh, McCaffrey producing the entire time. And he has been the entire, the entire year. And I mean, I don't think he really has a reason to slow down, whether it's rushing or receiving, but I think the real thing is, you know, the young guy himself slinging that ball, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, these last two, um, these last two, uh, games for him against the Packers and the lions, he hasn't been, super great especially first half especially first half against the Lions but he hasn't been super great in the first half and then he makes up for it in the second half so I think if he can get hot quick like I think that'll lead them on to like do well so I, I would say Purdy at least is the x factor the main one for the 49ers at least so to go off of what Noah said like my x factor for the 49ers has to be Brock Purdy and like I think Noah nailed it on the head where his first half performances have been very slow and not enjoyable to watch. But one of the main X factors I think of is both teams' defensive lines. I mean, it sounds boring to say, but just containing Patrick Mahomes and Nick Bosa being, you know, rushing the quarterback, I think that it could be a long game for Mahomes. He can, they can make it difficult for him you know, being out of the pocket. But, I mean, it's also containing Patrick Mahomes' big play abilities. So, I think – and it's the other side for the 
the Chiefs defensive line getting to Brock Purdy, making it uncomfortable for him. And I think that the defensive lines are kind of what I'm looking at. It might not be the most enjoyable thing to watch, but I just looked at it more of a defensive standpoint because both teams have very good offenses. And so I don't I don't want it to be a shootout. So I think that if the defensive lines can get to the quarterback, we could see a more defensive matchup. I'm going to talk about the 49ers run game first because I think that is the key to what y'all are saying about Brock Purdy having success is having success in the run game first. They obviously have been successful all season doing that. And that's the one spot in this Chiefs defense that I think is like the weak point is running the ball up the middle staying away from the edges because the edges is where Chris Jones lies. And uh, when you run in towards Chris Jones, you're probably not going to have very much success. Like if the, if the 49ers get the ball first and they are just ground and pound, pushing it down the, the chief's defense throat, having success there, getting, you know, five to six yards per carry, it's going to be a very tight competitive game. If they can't do that, then it's going to be a lot more pressure on Brock Purdy. And that is where my second X factor comes in. I think that um, the Chiefs' defense, specifically their secondary, is going to be the biggest factor in this game. Like Dennis and I were talking about last week, it's probably the best young secondary in the league. Maybe the best secondary in the league. Between Reed and McDuffie and uh, their other corner, whose name is escaping me right now. But th- those those guys are going to be the matchup for, uh, for Kittle and Debo and... Um, uh, and Ayuk, and so if they if they can stay with them and limit Purdy in that way, and make life hard for him, make him have to, you know, fit the ball in really tight windows, uh, and not just get his the ball to his guys in open space where they're successful, then it's going to be tough for the 49ers. And, and you know, Purdy has shown flashes of like this kind of Mahomes ish instinct that he has, where he can elongate plays and get outside the pocket and and make things happen with his legs even though he's not the fastest or most athletic guy on the field. So I think that secondary, the Chiefs secondary is going to be huge. But yeah, if the 49ers want to win, got to run the ball up the middle. If the Chiefs want to win, they've got to contain uh, the the outside weapons of, uh, of the 49ers. I would say for the 49ers, a little bit bouncing off of Jet, but on the opposite side of the ball, on defense, I would say Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, the two linebackers for the Niners, uh, in that championship game contained Jared Goff so well in that second half especially. And we're able to contain that run game and just shut the game down. Uh, Ayuk for the Niners on the offensive side of the ball uh, was able to get that massive pass that was controversial, uh, I believe, in the third quarter. And that just changed the whole momentum of the game. So I think those, in my opinion, are not necessarily their X-Factors throughout the entire season, but the ones who have been red-hot consistent. I think Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are some of the best run stoppers in the NFL. Uh, I think they... They know how to contain the pocket, and they have such a great chemistry at the linebacker position that they're going to be able to contain uh, Mahomes in the pocket and not let him elongate those plays like you were referring to. I would say for the Chiefs, and they've struggled with this all year, right? It's the receivers. Like, who is going to make those plays at the end of the game? Like, for the, in the Ravens game, it was Valdez Scantling. It's been Rashi Rice, or Rashi Rice. I'm not to say his first name at, the, at times during the season. But I think seeing a healthy wide receiver core, getting the ball to Kelsey, uh, at times when needed, is going to be huge. And so uh, I would say that's huge to their offense. Defense, obviously, it's Chris Jones in that secondary, making sure that they can uh, press up well against Debo Samuel and those guys. But uh, I think I think really the the linebackers for the for the Niners and the corners for the Chiefs are going to have to make some big plays to see what happens on, on Super Bowl Sunday. 
That's a uh, Richland High School legend, Rasheed Rice, by the way. Uh, my SMU product, my SMU Rice. product, Rasheed Rice as well. Yeah. It's fine, Connor. It's fine. Only, only the, the right difference. next time. Yeah, we'll let yeah. it slide since you know. You, yeah, you, you don't know. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I want to bounce off of that, Connor, because that was actually mine. Uh, the the Niners defense. It's not so much about you know, guys like Fred Warner and, and Greenlaw, like you just mentioned. I mean, it is, but they need to just be consistent and on it from the get-go. I think a big key to this game is their consistency, their effort, which is kind of crazy to be talking about in regards to a Super Bowl. But mind you, you look at what's happened in the first half of both of these games that they played in the playoffs, especially last week, and you've got, you know, guys like Chase Young who aren't doing anything like in the first half. And Jet, we kind of talked about this last couple of weeks, but you can't let the Chiefs get out in front so quickly because like you mentioned to, to kind of summarize what you said, one score feels like two or three sometimes against Kansas City just because of yep. their experience and the, the Patrick Mahomes effect. And so the Niners cannot, cannot be off really. Like they, you know, Stuff in the game happens, whatever. But they cannot, they cannot be like asleep at the beginning of the game. You know what I mean? Like they have to be like giving effort all the time. Looking at you, Chase Young, and other people that I'm, uh, you know, forgetting. But they need to be on it the whole time. Not rely so much on Warner to do everything for them or Greenlaw to do everything for them. Um, and I think for Kansas City is what what's going to be the thing that pops for their offense? Is it going to be somebody like Travis Kelsey who's had a really good last couple of games, or is it going to be one of these uh, skill guys, uh, other skill guys like like a Rasheed Rice or or somebody that we haven't really heard their name uh, before? Because that's what happened uh, last year. Like Sky Moore ended up playing a big part in the Chiefs' win last year. So somebody like that is somebody like that going to be you know, making a name for themselves again on the biggest stage, or is it going to be, you know, one of the heavy hitters? So I think those two things are, are really, really key, uh, for, for both teams. And speaking of key things, we need to talk about key matchups. So Jet, kick us off here with what is your key matchup, whether that be, you know, one O line versus a D line, a receiver versus a secondary or specific uh, corner or safety or whatever. What do you think that is? And then we'll go around the circle. I think the the biggest thing, and this is kind of going to parrot what what uh, Clayton was saying earlier. <clears throat> it's kind of boring and cliche, but it's about all the trenches for me. It's the Chiefs' offensive line versus that 49ers' defensive line. It's arguably one of the most talented defensive lines like ever assembled. Um, they've got people that can attack you from all four spots of down linemen. So um, it's it's really an, an elite pass rush when they're when they're firing on all cylinders. Um, and that Chiefs offensive line has been one of the best in the league by far uh, in terms of the pass game. Patrick Mahomes is one of the least sacked quarterbacks ever. Um, and so if, if if he can stay upright and, you know, he, he will make plays. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's proven that to us, that he can do it with no matter the level of talent that he has surrounding him, he's going to be able to make plays. Yeah, I, th- I think the 49ers are going to need to make him uncomfortable which is really hard to do because oftentimes when you get to Mahomes with your first wave of pass rush, uh, he can escape that. And, th- and then you need a really good secondary to, to hold up and, and the 49ers do, but, um, 
you know, Mahomes has has made uh, Swiss cheese of a lot of different defenses. So it's it's really going to be on them, I think, to kind of make that first point of attack their like dominating part of the game where they come out and just show that, you know, we, we went out and got Chase Young to add to this group because for, for a moment like this, I think 49ers defensive line, Chiefs offensive line is my favorite matchup to watch, which just sounds really boring. But honestly, like watching elite offensive linemen go up against elite defensive linemen is so fun to watch. And because because you, you're not going to win every time on either side. Um, so it's kind of just who, who's able to bend, but not break. Um, and then who breaks first. I I like, I like that a lot actually, but I think a fun matchup is going to be kind of who produces more between, and I don't think either of these guys have gotten talked about yet producing between a Kittle and a Travis Kelsey, you know, two, two of the best tight ends in the league. I think Kittle's probably been the best tight end this year, but, and then Travis Kelsey, you know, legendary tight end hall of fame, uh, easily but i want to see who produces more uh between those guys they have a good relationship too so for them this is just like a obviously they're taking it very seriously it's the freaking super bowl you know but like it's a fun matchup uh even though they're not going against each other you know on opposite sides of the ball but you know who's gonna like stand out more who's gonna produce more for them because they both have big play potentials you know i think kittle might have a little bit more potential for the big plays because Kelsey's targeted so much they're going to be watching him so much and with like the Chiefs receivers you know they've you know it's hard, it's weird to say because they're in the Super Bowl but they've been not great this year so like with all the drops and whatnot so obviously Travis Kelsey's getting way more targets and all that and then um while Kittle, he's got all these great receivers on his side, so he's able to be a little more open. So I, I'm just, I, I like this matchup going into this uh, this game here on which tight end is going to produce a little bit more. I want to say I love that answer too, and I think a really interesting point in in that uh, scenario is that Travis Kelsey in one of the um, one of his recent interviews, like talked to, or maybe it was on their podcast, talked about how George Kittle is like the best tight end in the league. And yeah. to me, knowing Travis, I think that's a little bit of a tactic to try to like get in his head, get in Kittle's head a little bit. Could be, and, yeah. And and be like, it's almost like you're taunting him. Like, go show me that you're the best tight end in the league because if you don't, then I am. Yeah. So yeah, good point. I think that's a that's a really interesting aspect to uh, to your point, Noah. Yeah, I think another key matchup that I feel like the announcer is going to talk about all game long. It's pretty boring, but Nick Bosa and Patrick Mahomes. Like Nick Bosa, I would say is the star in that D line. The D line in total is so talented. Like obviously, I think the deepest group in the league. But I just think Nick Bosa and Pat Mahomes. You know, going back to that Super Bowl a few years ago when they played each other, that was all everybody talked about too. If if Mahomes is, gets under pressure by Bosa, like whoever wins that battle first, like whoever gets first blood, basically. Uh, will set the tone pretty early. Uh, I think that's going to be a key matchup to see if, if Bosa can get that sack against Mahomes or if Mahomes is just going to do what he normally does and he won't get to play and get those first downs. Um, I think another thing we need to keep in mind is that first drive for the Chiefs especially. Not necessarily the Niners, but the Chiefs. Like, Will they be able to score first? I think if they score first, uh, I know we'll get into predictions later, but they'll, have a, they'll, they'll probably win. Um in my opinion, but uh, I think if the Niners defense sets the tone early, uh, then it becomes a much different ball game for the Chiefs. Going off of what Jet said about the secondary and also what Connor said about the wide receiver core for the 49ers, 
Um, the corner that I think Jet was talking about was Legereus Sneed. Yeah, the guys right. made really that's good. Right. Yeah, the guys made very good plays in the postseason. Especially, I mean, the most notable being the strip on Zay Flowers diving into the end zone. Um, I think that just containing either, I don't know if Snead's going to be on Debo or Ayuk, but just making it difficult for Brock Purdy to find open receivers, I think is one of the main X factors. I know the D-line, like I mentioned and everyone else has mentioned, is going to be fun to watch, but I would say the next kind of X factor is Legereus Snead. I think that whether he's on Ayuk or Debo, I think that making Brock Purdy's life difficult will kind of dictate what happens in the game. Jet, you stole mine. It's the the O-line of Kansas City versus the Niners D-line, but also offer another one. Uh, I would say Isaiah Pacheco versus that Niners D-line specifically, because I think if he has a big game, if he's able to produce even somewhat of a decent level, that changes so much of the complexity of Kansas City's offense. Whereas if they shut him down, and it does get a little bit more difficult for Kansas City to be able to do things on that end. But I think that if he pops off, life becomes so much easier for Pat. They have an, another dynamic in that system, and it allows them to to really control the game, um, in my opinion. But I think more importantly, it's the it's the trenches. It's the battle of those two lines. Uh, against each other and again the Niners D-line they have to set the tone just like the entire unit has to set the tone from the beginning they cannot you know sort of like ease into the game you can't ease into a Super Bowl like you have to go for it from the get-go if you're really about it so I think that's going to be huge because Kansas City they've been to been there done that especially last year and they're going to be ready for it who knows if Kansas or if San Francisco will Okay, just a couple of quick things real quick before we kind of get to some of the more fun parts of this episode. Uh, I do have some updates on the injury report. It looks like Armstead may or may not play for San Francisco. Uh, there's there's not uh, any updates on that, really. I would imagine he does just because I think he'll find a way to, you know, at least be around for the game. Um, Kittle has a hurt toe from what I understand, but he's definitely going to play. I don't expect them to miss because of that. And I don't think the Chiefs have any crazy injuries outside of Omenahue Hookham, you know, for them after he tore his ACL in Baltimore in that AFC Championship game. I think otherwise, pretty healthy rosters for, for both teams, which is which is a good thing, um, I would say. That's kind of what you want um, at this stage of the season. Yes, Clayton, what would you like to say? Kadarius Tony is playing, so that might I was about to say the that. Chiefs. <laughs> I was about to say, Kadarius Tony. I think has been He's back good. at practice. Local Giants legend. <laughs> My goodness, dude, dude, play, dude plays hurt to get traded. I swear. Oh, I man. would too if I was playing for that franchise. <laughs> it's like Kadarius Tony is my king. So funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, there, there's the Giants dig that I was waiting for from one of Jet or Noah. So, oh man, that's funny. All right, do you guys have any breakout candidates? Uh, any guys that may not be well known uh, nationally, but that may be well known nationally after this game's over because of the performance that they may have. Got to be somebody that's not, you know, not a usual suspect. Clayton, go first. On the Chiefs side, I know we talked about Rashid Rice and uh, Travis Kelsey, but I think a main contributor to the Chiefs' offense, I think that Pacheco could have a solid game. 
but I mean, he's well known, but I would say the other two, I would say are the other receivers, uh, MVS and Justin Watson. I don't know. I just had a weird feeling about it because I know Justin Watson had some breakout games at the beginning of the year. And I feel like the 49ers defense is going to have a main focus on Kelsey and Rashid. But I think that Justin Watson and MVS can really break out in the Super Bowl. I would just like to say that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to go off again. Uh, he'll be Super Bowl MVP, according to Jen in our chat here. It's going to have four touchdowns. So, uh, you heard it here, you heard it here first, first, folks. Touchdowns, 28 points from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Put the money on it right now. Uh, but yeah, LSU product, man. I mean, I think he was so good in college. Um, he's He's made some big plays and big games in the past for them. Uh, he seems to kind of be their, their guy. It's always been waiting. I think he's been hurt this year, if I'm not mistaken, a yeah. little bit. So I big. think he played one snap in, in yeah. last week's game in the title game. Yeah. But he's so quick. Uh, I feel like if they can get him going early, uh, or get you know Pacheco going as well in the run game, uh, that will that will just diversify the Chiefs' offense throughout the entire game and give them uh, a chance to, to come up with another Super Bowl. Kind of going off Clayton. Valdez Scantling, man. I think... He's kind of a wild card. Um, I think he's good for one bad catch a, or bad drop a game and one deep ball catch a game. Uh, hopefully he times both of those at decent times. Hopefully the drop's not super big and the catch is to seal the game, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's a good receiver. Um, it, it's just the Chiefs storyline this whole year has obviously been drops. But, yeah, I like Valdez Cantling to – do well this game too as long as uh especially if kelsey and uh rasheed rice are like you know slowing down a little bit so yeah so before i say who i think might have a breakout game i do want to say that if sam darnold somehow wins super bowl mvp then the sports <laughs> betting market would crash um <laughs> there are, apparently there's an insider uh i saw this like on twitter or something and um, it's like 3000 to one odds that, uh, for Sam Darnold to win MVP. And so if he did, then, and there's so many bets on that, like people just have just put like $25 bets. I think someone put like a thousand dollars on it or something like that, That's that crazy. the sports betting market would probably like crash, which would be hilarious. But I think, and, and this is, this is not a super hot take because he's actually come up really big in big moments when, He's needed to, um, and and he's been with the 49ers now for several years. Uh, Juwan Jennings is a guy that always seems to have like one or two big catches, and I think especially in a situation like this where the, the Chiefs' defense and their secondary are going to be honing in so much on covering up Kittle over the middle, on staying with Debo on all his motions and everywhere that he's going to be lining up, on you know Snead being tight with uh, Ayuk on the outside on man, I, I think that Juwan Jennings has an opportunity to to make a big catch in this game. You know whether that's for a touchdown or just like a big third or fourth down conversion late in the game. Um, that just might be somewhere where their you know their wide receiver three comes in and uh, is able to produce something big um, and kind of have like a David Tyree type moment in the Super Bowl. You know. Um, Shout out to David Tyree, the the New York Giant. That's the only time you're ever going to hear me say that, Clayton. I'm giving you one, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think a, a guy like that could could make a big difference. Y'all took I already forgot his name, but the the Chiefs receiver that's not MVS and that's not Rasheed. Justin Watson. Thank you, Watson. You took my Clayton, so that that was going to be my say there. Although I feel like for a lot of a lot of a 
of people in the country that they just don't know these chief skill guys like that. So I think from like a more like casual perspective, uh, people are going to think, Oh, who's this guy? And they may think that they have a breakout game. Uh, you think about like Rishi thinking about, um, thinking about MVS, like the only people that like the casual casuals will know is like Kelsey and, and Mahomes. Right. So from that perspective, people may think even Rashid is a, is a breakout candidate, which he could have a big game. I mean, he's had a couple of big games uh, in the regular season. He had a great first, first round. That, that would be my answer. Yes, Clayton. Again. Um, another, like I kind of found a comparison for Justin Watson for like the casuals. It's like, I kind of see him as like a Danny, Danny Amendola for the Patriots or like a Chris Hogan where it's like they have Edelman, they have, they had Welker and like, he's kind of like that third guy that produces on that team. Joe, why are you making that face? That is a, I thought that was a good interesting comparison. <laughs> I thought that was a good comparison. I just, I thought that was a good comparison. <laughs> Yeah, knows <laughs> why you're a Giants fan then. Uh, if you think that's a good comparison, um. I mean, I know my Patriots so well because I beat them twice in the Super Bowl. So, also, you know, we're on a podcast. Like, you don't have to raise your hand. You can, you can just say what you're thinking. <laughs> I just don't want to cut anybody off. That's that's it. Yeah, that's I just fair. want a fluid, fluid speaking, fluid speaking. All right, let's talk about some random bits here. Some of the more fun things, okay? And then we'll uh, circle back to our kind of final thoughts and make predictions and all that. Let's talk about the halftime show. Usher's doing it. I uh, forgot he existed, not going to lie. That's <laughs> like 45. He actually just put out an album. I thought like, it was Taylor week. Swift. I mean, honestly, it might as well have been. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she does something there. Even though she will be fresh of fresh off coming from Japan, so I don't know. Uh, are you guys in or out? Slash, will you watch it or not? I'm good with it. I have I have no problem with it. You know, Usher to me, I can't think of hardly any of his songs off the top of my head. But when I hear them, I'm like, oh, I know these songs. You know what I mean? I think it'll be it'll be a decent Super Bowl show. I thought last year with Rihanna, honestly, I loved it. So um, good. It, it was fantastic. I don't think it'll be like that. It'll probably be like, and then the one before that was like Dr. Dre and all those guys. I don't think it's going to be better than that either, but I think it'll still be enjoyable to watch. Uh, hopefully I know a lot of the, uh, the old heads didn't like last year's Rihanna ones, especially living in uh, Oklahoma last year at this time. Uh, I heard a lot about it, a lot of hate towards it and, Maybe maybe some of the slightly older crowd likes Usher more than Rihanna. I don't know. But you know, I'm not I'm not upset by Usher. I think a Taylor Swift appearance might happen too. I think that'd be actually cool. Why not? There's gotta be a prop bet on that. Has to be. Has to be. There's gotta be, and I would slam the no. I would slam <laughs> it. Absolutely. But are you not in your Super Bowl era? Got him. Man, that was a dead joke. That was a dead joke. <laughs> <laughs> facial expression didn't even change <laughs> oh I, I thought you didn't hear me at first but then i was like yep dead joke. uh clayton you like it yes i give a couple thumbs right, up. i'm a fan yeah i'm a fan all right that jet i'm an usher fan too yeah i 
I mean, I, I listened to Usher a lot in middle school, actually. Um, I would sing Usher on the way home, like walking home from Smithfield Middle. So I <laughs> <laughs> had my headphones in, would be one ear in, one ear out, just, you know, so I could like visualize and also like hear people like around me so no one would see me singing. But yeah, I, I used to do that. So I'm a, I'm a big fan and I, th- I think it's going to be a good show. Uh, it's, it's interesting though, because I think the tides have kind of turned in terms of how hype people get for the Super Bowl halftime show. Even when it is someone big like Rihanna last year, like I don't, I didn't, I don't remember there being so much like hype around it. I mean, obviously there was a little bit more because uh, she hadn't released any music in a long time. People thought she was going to like put some new music in that in that set, and uh, so that was something that people were talking about. But I don't know. I, I feel like the unless you are a football fan, there are there are less and less people every year kind of watching the Super Bowl just for the commercials or just for the halftime show. So I, th- I think next year they should get like a really, really big name uh, to kind of flip that back. It might be Taylor Swift. Could be. Could be. Or Drake. That would be like the two. That off- would be huge. Yeah. Dude's Canadian, head. man. He doesn't care. <laughs> or, Jack, or Jack Harlow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. After that horrible Thanksgiving uh, halftime that he had. Absolutely not. It's just going to be a big igloo that he comes out of this time. <laughs> a bigger one. A bigger igloo. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be dressed as a penguin the- this time or something. Yeah, they're going to have the Super Bowl in Buffalo. <laughs> it's actually in New Orleans, but sure. Connor. <laughs> I'm good with this halftime show. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I feel like, like I said, I haven't heard his name in so long, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. It's kind of like the uh, the uh, the SoFi halftime show a few years ago with like Snoop and all those guys. That was a fun oh, one. That was I a think good I feel one. like that was the last halftime show I really watched. I'm going to be honest. That one but, was good. I'm still mad that Kendrick only got like three minutes of that. I know. I know, got, bro. He honestly should have gotten half of it, but yeah. that's a, that's just my opinion. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be really good. I do expect Lil John to show up uh, for yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's just like, duh. Like, that should be the prop bet. Like, slam the yes on that immediately. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta he's, be. He's gotta, he's gotta do something there. I would not be surprised if another like big R&B artist like does like a a cameo at some point with him. I don't know who it would be because every single name is, you know, not coming to my mind at the moment, but it would not surprise me um, if we kind of go back to, you know, the random guest appearances or the random surprises that we've had recently over the last few years, not last year, um, but in years before the unannounced appearances. It would be awesome. Hang on one sec. It'll be awesome if Justin Bieber comes out with Usher at some point. Because, you know, they like Usher kind of brought JB into the music world. You can thumbs down JB all you want, Clayton. Justin Bieber is is a legend. Oh, I wasn't okay. I was not doing that. I was not. Uh-huh. I like JB. Uh-huh, sure. I did. I liked his I liked his NHL performance. He did have yeah, a did. good NHL performance. <laughs> so did Tate McRae. Anyway, um, yeah. are you guys excited about the uh, rendition of Sweet Victory? that they're doing on the Nickelodeon broadcast. Of course. I'm so excited about that. They're like redoing uh, it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's stupid, but it's funny. Like, I, <laughs> you know, it's, it'll be good for the kids and me when we're all watching the <laughs> Super Bowl on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I was about to say, are you guys watching on Nickelodeon? Like I probably will, to be honest, no. trying to see Kelsey no. get slimed mid game. No. <laughs> I'll just look at the memes after. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it's a pretty funny bit that they're redoing that again. Um, the logo theory kind of came true uh, a little bit, not entirely. It would have definitely came true with uh, with Baltimore winning last week instead of San Fran. Uh, so we can not talk about that. Um, are you guys happy with the uniform matchup? It's a repeat it's of red four on years red, ago. Right? Uh, red, yeah. Uh, yeah. We all ran on white. San Fran uh, is wearing white. Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Chiefs are wearing red, yeah. Same San Fran's white ago. jerseys are... I like the gold helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Just like recent memory, though, I think every time that I've watched San Francisco lose in heartbreaking ways in the playoffs, they've been wearing white. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were wearing white when they lost to the Rams in the championship game a couple years ago. Yep. They were wearing white against the Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl. And against Baltimore. Um, and against Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if that if that gives you any uh, hint as to what the you should bet, then go ahead and, and slam, slam that Chiefs money line, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you almost have a crazy parlay. What's the payout for the Super Bowl? Do you know, Jet? Well, I mean... Like, uh, what bets have you placed? Personally, <laughs> personally I've only done an anytime touchdown gotcha. uh, parlay, and it's pretty low payout because <laughs> I just put, like, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I put a Brandon Ayuk touchdown on there. And then I think I, think I did... A 49ers defense. I'm pretty sure I did just to kind of cap it off. I, I think there'll be a defensive touchdown in this game. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Did we have one last year? I don't think there I don't think was. So. No. 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 If it was, it would have been a Chiefs. No. But I don't, think, I don't think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Any fun prop bets you guys are uh, excited about? I haven't honestly looked at what prop bets are, are popping off right now besides like the. The Taylor Swift ones, but any other ones that you guys are... do you know what like the over under is for this game? By I, chance? I will I will get to that when we get to oh, our, our final points. Yes, I've got all that prepared, Noah. Um, okay, we'll get there. Yeah, I don't know any other like fun bits. I don't even know who's singing the anthem this year because last year I know we oh, did talk um, about Stapleton. Oh wait, who is it? Red hair country artist. Um, oh, another country artist. Wow. Yes, man. Who? Why can't why? Uh, Reba. It's Reba McIntyre. Oh, so slam slam the over. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's going to riff that thing out. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Three and a half um, minutes, maybe yeah. four. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think uh, for those of you Texas Prize Picks users, um, Dawson and I were talking about this. So shout out Dawson. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of airtime here. There's a prop available for uh, over 0.548 yard field goals made, and it's a combo prop. So it's both kickers. If either kicker makes a oh, kick from forty-eight or more yards, then that hits. So, oh. uh, if you're if you're a prize pick user and you want a free square, I think that's a pretty good bet. I mean, not free necessarily, but I I would not be surprised to see Harrison Butker or uh, or Moody uh, put one in from fifty plus. Oh yeah, so, Butker for sure. You know, Butker. Yeah, got to get that for sure. Um, okay, I think that's all the little fun bits I had. How will you be watching this game? Let's start with Clayton. Honestly, don't know yet. I'm with you still. So I'm, I don't I'm have any Super Bowl plans as of right now because I don't think y'all know this. I hope y'all remember Dennis and Jet. The Super Bowl falls on my birthday this year. It is Woo-hoo! true. It is very true. So, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yet. A little conflict of interest, I would say. 
Man, don't don't sound too excited for your birthday, man. <laughs> it's just another day. It's just another day, honestly. No, it's not. You're turning 25, right? Yeah. No, it's huge. <laughs> you can rent a car. It's exciting. You're closer to 30 than you are your high school graduation. Yeah, I've been 25, and I hate that my friends... I'm a year older than my most of my friend group. Yeah, same. And they... They just, they let me hear it, how old I am, even though I'm not even a year older than most of them. Ancient. Yeah. Apparently. Not old enough, not old enough to see a Cowboy Super Bowl. Got him! There it is. Y'all, uh, that yeah. was, that was a softball. That, that was, was a softball, guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Connor! Right? <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, I said, we're a giant Super Bowl, am I right? Uh, what <laughs> i've seen two i've that seen two okay fair enough um <laughs> what was the question dennis who are i be watching yeah how, or how are you watching i don't know yet uh i'll probably be watching with some friends here in san antonio but i'm not sure where yet so we'll figure it out uh i think one of my buddies is hosting some big uh super bowl party so might make an appearance there um if i feel up for a little 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 action little party little, we'll see. little socialization yeah i might just watch it with my dad though you know I, those are my two main options right now which i'm fine with i those, don't blame but. you dude one of the best super bowl viewing experiences that i had uh was actually this matchup four years ago I was invited to a couple of things. This was back when we were still at uh, ACU Jet. And I just watched it with uh, Hunter, who was my uh, housemate at the time. It was just me and him. And it, it was awesome. Like, we just hung out, chilled, got a pizza, and enjoyed our time together, and enjoyed a great game. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so my uh, my wife's family, they're going to be hosting a bunch of their church group. You're married? Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, it's not like I've said that, you know. Uh, Dang it. 20 times. Oh. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, she's got family here in in Nashville and uh, they're hosting a bunch of their church group friends. And um, so we're going to go over there. Uh, I'm going to make this really awesome. It's like a spicy, um, like bacon dip thing. It's it's basically like, um, like bacon wrapped uh, jalapeno dove poppers, but like in a dip. So really excited about that. Saw that on TikTok. Going to get my, give that a shot. Uh, And there's going to be like, I think 20 people there. So uh, I hope that I don't have to do too much socializing with new people and that I can just kind of focus on the game. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, it should be a good time. My plans are still to be determined. All right. Let's let's uh, let's break from the fun stuff and let's actually talk about what are you showing up? <laughs> He's married to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I forgot about that picture. That's a good one. I can't. All right, let's uh, let's circle back to the game. Let's start to think about our uh, final thoughts, our just our big picture thoughts about the game, how we think it's going to go. This is basically uh, say what you want to say and uh, and make your prediction hour. You can kind of repeat stuff that you've already mentioned, or you can talk about something else. But this is kind of you know big picture ideas here. Before we get to that, I would like to express the uh, betting things, money lines, all that stuff, the odds. Um, this is as of this recording, so there is some uh, 
chance that it may change between now and next Sunday because we're doing this a week out. But we will see. As of right now, the Giants, or not the Giants, the 49ers. I I saw San Francisco. Are you reading the script from 2040? My mind saw the the SF and I was like, yeah, the San Francisco Giants. Like, no, dummy, it's the 49ers. (laughs) Golly. The 49ers, I'm not editing that out, are favored by two points as of this recording. Uh, the over-under is set at 47 and a half. And to kick things off, let's do let's do Noah, then Connor, then Jet, then Clayton. In terms of that over-under, I guess technically my score prediction, it is a .5 under because I have a 27-20. I won't say who yet. Uh, what'd you say the San Fran was favored by two and a half? Two, two even two okay so yeah i have i guess over on that too or whatever but so how i'm thinking based on the playoffs how they've gone especially when it comes to the niners they haven't started out hot and they've made great like either second half or fourth quarter kind of comebacks and made great plays i mean we especially saw that against the lions uh and we saw it against the packers too who, I mean, Packers surprised me. Tell you what, surprised all Cowboys fans. But also, like, yeah. Anyways, though, um, I'm having the Chiefs take an early lead. I think they're going to go up maybe 14-0, 14-3, start it out. And then I have the Niners rallying back, getting some field goals and stuff, and some touchdowns, because I don't think the Chiefs have been doing great with um, <clears throat> scoring touchdowns in the second half. They've gotten, you know, we saw it last week against Baltimore. I don't think they scored at all in the second half, but they, I don't think they scored any touchdowns especially, but so yeah, I'm, I'm having the Niners 27 and the Chiefs 20 uh, in this one. Yeah. I, I think the Niners are going to get hot in the second half. So um, that's just kind of how I'm thinking. So I'm going to go, I think it's a 27, 24 game. That's just what I'm feeling. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Chiefs. I think. I don't. I don't want to trust the Niners. I feel like with Brock, just Brock Purdy at quarterback to me, it'd be a great story if they won. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft a few years ago, it'd be awesome if they won. Uh, but I think just Mahomes in the Super Bowl, it's hard to beat. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I know uh, Jets probably happy with that. I know Hanson, guy who's not on here, is probably happy with that too. He's a Chiefs fan. But uh, yeah, let's go 27-24 with the Chiefs. Uh, but if if it is uh, if it is up to the last drive. And uh, the Niners have the ball. Give me the Niners then. But I, I think it'll just be a very tight game. It'll be a field goal that wins it. But give me the Chiefs. Okay, before you, uh, these other two go, Noah and Connor, your Super Bowl MVPs are? Oh, no, Probably CMC. Okay. I'll go Kelsey. Why not for the script? All right. All right. Okay, Clayton, go ahead. So I don't think y'all know this, but I actually have the script to this game. <laughs> Um, did he like give it so, to you? <laughs> yeah, he did. No, he got it straight from um, Goodell, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Him too. But um, no, on a serious note, who I want to win, I just see the game going a, a certain way. Um, I'm kind of against the grain here, but like in my real pick, but what I think is going to happen is I think that the 49ers are going to start hot but I think the Chiefs are just going to outmatch them in the second half. 
So if I had to give a score predictions, I would say Chiefs win 28 to 17. That is more the direction I'm going to take, too. I think that the reason that the 49ers have been able to come back in the games that they have is because they haven't seen a defense like the Chiefs defense. Uh, I think there are too many playmakers on that side of the ball for the Chiefs. The the Chiefs may not be scoring in the second half, but they are not allowing anything in the second half of these games that they've been playing. And it's against some elite offenses. Now, it's it's nowhere near the level of offense that the 49ers are able to man, but it's against teams with much better quarterbacks than Brock Purdy. And I will give Brock Purdy his flowers all day long and say that he has been incredible this season. But in the biggest moments, who do you bet on? My answer will always be Patrick Mahomes until he proves me wrong. He has not given me a reason to yet, and so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think they get out to that hot start. I think they, in the first half, I, they might go up 21-7, similar to how the Lions did. And similarly, I think the 49ers do come back a little bit, but I think I think it'll probably end at about a 28-20 or 28-23 score with the, the 49ers scoring towards the end, maybe having to try an onside kick or maybe trying to have to stop the Chiefs um, one last time, and then Mahomes just gets the job done. Uh, again, something that, that Dennis and I have been saying since the wild card round is I'm, I'm not betting against 15. I'm going to bet on that man to win his, uh, his third championship and kind of solidify himself in that conversation for, you know, is this the best start to a career that we've ever seen? Is he on pace to be the, the best, not only statistical and and in terms of accolades, but just the best overall quarterback that we've ever seen play the game. And I think that answer uh, is closer to yes when the Super Bowl goes final. I'm going to take the over. And I'm doing that based off of history because last year we had two great defenses matched up against each other. And what did we get? A very high-scoring game. And honestly, I think that will happen again. Not that I don't think these defenses can make it, you know, a grind it out sort of game, because I think that's probably what's actually going to happen. But personally, I, I want more points. Uh, I'm still pretty, not scarred, but still like, uh, over how that Rams Patriots Super Bowl when we were in college, uh, most of us here, uh, that was our sophomore year at ACU for for me and Jet and, and Clayton too, and, and Noah, you were, you were around that same age as well. And so, I I don't want that to happen again, and I, I'm very anti-defensive-minded uh, games. Uh, in was that game 13-3? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh it was I, actually, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that game, I'm going to be honest. It was a I, miserable experience. I oh love those gosh. kind of games. So miserable. So I don't want that to happen again, and so that I, I'm always going to go for more points. Again, do I think that's actually going to happen? Probably not. I'm not saying it's going to be an explosion, but I do think it could go slightly over. I, I do think this could end up being a 30-27 game. I, I think that's that's pretty possible. As far as who I think ends out on top, I do think it'll be close. I expect San Francisco to put their best foot forward. I think that Shanahan and company have learned a lot since that game four years ago. I do think that they will make sure to keep their guys focused from the get-go and to not lose sight of anything because that's ultimately what has hurt them the last couple weeks 
um, in the first half of, of both their games. And it, it was what hurt them four years ago when they thought that they had one hand on the Lombardi trophy and then Kansas City goes on an incredible run in the last like seven-ish minutes of the game to to turn it into a lopsided victory um, out of nowhere. And so I, I don't think San Francisco will let that happen again, knowing how well they, they're coached and knowing that the leadership of Bosa and Warner, I think, will, will play a big effect. Uh, I don't expect them to come out sleeping, even though I've, I've talked about how that's going to be a big factor. But Jack kind of alluded to it already. Never doubt 15. Never, ever, ever, ever doubt 15. I've been saying that this whole playoff run, and I'm going to say it again because they, again, they've been there. They've done it. They know how to handle this situation specifically. They are obviously in the form of their life for this season so far after a lackluster regular season by their standards, and it wasn't even like that lackluster. But that game against Baltimore last weekend really, really impressed me from like just the way that they had control basically the entire game uh, against a team that was incredible on defense, had a really nice offensive system. Obviously, they went away from that, which was surprising to, I think, a lot of us with how Baltimore called their offense that game. And obviously, I don't think San Francisco would be dumb enough to do that. Um, but I, I I know this story. I know how this goes. And I, I think Pat's going to win his third ring. So give me 30 to 27, Kansas City. Uh, I think Kelsey wins MVP. And I think it's very possible that he would retire after the game too. I, I think there's there's some smoke in that a little bit. Not just because of his brother, but I feel like he's the type of guy that will actually want to go out on a high. Like actually... And why not go on the highest of highs winning two straight Super Bowls? And if my prediction is correct, uh, winning two, uh, Super Bowl MVP in the last one, which would be really crazy. That's what I think. And I think we all have some good thoughts on all that. Any uh, any other big picture thoughts about this game that you want to spew off before we uh, start to wrap it up? Lions got robbed. I feel like there's going to be a controversial call. Like there, there always, always is. is. As there always is. Yeah, as yeah. there always is. Yeah. <clears throat> it's that. It would probably go in favor of the Chiefs. Yep. Agreed. I can't wait to see the day that a ref makes the call and just rips off his zebra shirt and it's a <laughs> Chiefs jersey. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said he got the script already. So I think that's going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should know. That's what I'm saying. I, I know I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. See, it's right here. I just printed it out for you. Oh, okay. I'm the only one that can read it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You can read? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wow. I knew bad. that was coming. That oh, was a good bad. one. That was oh, good one. Wow. Gee whiz. Wow. wow. My bad. I, read at, I read at a third grade level. So. <laughs> yeah, at least I can do long division. There you go. I can't. <laughs> too long. Gosh. I can do short division. Hey, yo. I can use a calculator. Oh, I know you know about short point. division because that's basically the Cowboys playoffs. <laughs> <summed> up. <laughs> Coming up short in the divisional. God. Yep. You're yeah. correct. Oh, you were correct. Dang, that was that, that was, was a really, really good. good joke. That was that really was good. a solid joke. Man, I'll give you that that. Was, yeah, that was good. I'm not y'all are, y'all were acting like the Astros this year. Oh, we won the division. But what does that really matter? True. It doesn't. I didn't care about the division. And neither did Dak. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, he cares. Here we go. And neither did the Rangers, and it ended up working out in our favor. So Mm -hmm. no complaints there. Last question real quick. I know we just talked about who you think is going to win, but who do you guys think needs this more? And that, and this could mean the entire team. This could mean a certain player, uh, a head coach. Who would be your, your vote for this question? Clayton. Brock Purdy. Because I feel like he just gets bashed in the media way too much. Like Mahomes, you can say Mahomes needs this championship, but I can see him being there for the next five to 10 years. Like, you know that Mahomes is going to find a way to get into the Super Bowl, but I don't think that the 49ers are going to have another chance in the coming years. That might be a hot take. It's kind of like what Dan Campbell said with the Lions. Like, that was the team to do it. And he said I mean, that was our only shot. That's turned into a great meme, by the way. Somebody posted yes. that, the picture of that quote and, and put in the caption on Twitter, Mavs 2022 Western Conference <laughs> Finals <laughs> run. Yeah, and I, I lost it. Bro. So good. Uh, oh, so true. But, but, I yeah. think, but I think it will put respect on Brock Purdy's name. Like Jet said, like, and I'm with Jet, like, I would give him his flowers for what he's done this year. But, like, him winning the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, that's just going to be the staple from, you know, Brock Purdy being the, you know, you're going to take a back seat for Tom Brady when he was looking at, you know, the 49ers were trying to get him to Tom Brady to come to the 49ers. I think it would just, you know, be a storybook ending. I, I kind of agree, but not necessarily with the Brock Purdy thing more with just the Niners as a team. I think they need it more. If Mahomes wins it, it shows that he is potentially going to be the greatest quarterback of all time in the sense of he can win with any team. Yes. He has a great defense this year, but his receivers this year have been very lackluster. They've been very, you know, mid while the Niners, you know, they've done their best to, build this team up they they traded for McCaffrey last year they traded for Chase Young this year they've like they have if it was a NBA all-star weekend for them they would have the entire western conference like uh, for all-stars you know what i mean like the it's the the niners just have such you know a stacked team they need this win. If they don't, there's going to be some serious questions to be answered. Cause it's like, you know, what, what's it going to take for the Niners to get over this hump of, you know, NFC championship, whether, whether it's them not make like not winning in the NFC championship or them making it to the Super Bowl and losing, you know, I want to completely agree with you, Noah, but I personally think that is the reason that and and obviously you're never going to try to lose a super bowl but that is why i hope the 49ers lose so that we can all come to reality and say brock purdy you know great story not in not the level quarterback to be able to take you to where you need to be this is not brock purdy's doing this is not why they're in the super bowl it's not because of brock purdy the 49ers need a quarter a a B plus to A minus quarterback to be able to actually get over that hump. And I that's why I don't think they do it this year. If it was a, a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, I would probably take the 49ers. They have a better roster all the way around almost. 
in terms of who needs it more, I think that Patrick Mahomes needs it more for his legacy to kind of cement this beginning of his career as the dynasty era. And to your point, say, I can win with any team. I can win with the best offensive, the best two offensive players on the planet, probably when they won their first one with uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, probably both the two best offensive weapons in the game. To go from that to now winning with an aging Kelsey and then this, like you said, group of lackluster receivers around him, that's just proving that Mahomes can get it done on any level with whoever you put around him because he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, so so again, I, I think that he needs it the most. I think that in terms of the history of the league, in terms of the the big picture, we'll look back on this and say that was cementing this early 2020s Chiefs team as a dynasty. Because I don't think you can call yourself a dynasty without three rings. Um, you look back throughout NBA history, throughout NFL history, the reason you can call the Cowboys in the 90s a dynasty is because they won three rings. The reason you can call the Patriots in both the 2000s and the 2010s a dynasty is because they won three rings. Same thing with the 49ers in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so I, I just think that that means something historically. I think that this game, if it goes the way that I think it will, with Brock Purdy not being able to live up to to the to the level of Patrick Mahomes, I think it'll show the the 49ers front office that, you know, Brock Purdy is great and, and has been great at being a game manager for this team. But we need a guy beyond a game manager that can push us over the hump. And when it comes to the most big moments, the most clutch games, we can put the ball in his hands and be confident that he is going to get the job done, not that he is going to get the ball to a guy to get the job done. Um so yeah, that's a, a long-winded way to say Mahomes needs this ring. I think Shanahan needs it, to be completely honest, the head coach for the Niners. Uh, you know, he's been there since 2017, lost in a couple of in- NFC championships, lost in the Super Bowl, but hasn't been able to take that next step, right? And that's, I think, what the Niners are looking for, uh, for trying to figure out what their next step is, you know, after getting that first ring with him. Uh, and I think for Andy Reid, I don't know if he'll retire if he gets, if he gets a ring. Does he retire? I don't know. Uh, but I think for both head coaches, I think there's a lot riding on it just for them specifically, not necessarily their teams, but to cement their legacies uh, it, within their franchise. Uh, I think for Shanahan, if he can prove to the organization that he can take this team to a championship, uh, it would mean a lot to the organization. Uh, it would prove that he doesn't necessarily need you know, a, a stellar quarterback, like you were just mentioning, Jet, like a, a B-plus, A-minus quarterback. They can do it with a guy like Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Uh, I think for him that it shows how great of a coach he is to even get to this point with a quarterback like Brock Purdy. So if they're able to come out on top, uh, I think that would mean a lot for Shanahan. Uh, and if not, maybe the 49ers go into meltdown mode. I don't know. We'll see. But I think we see that a lot in college football as well when like teams come out on top or don't. You see those teams just melt down completely. Teams leave or coaches leave, players leave. The whole thing resets. I know the NFL is different, but uh, I think there's a lot riding on it for for Shanahan and the Niners. That was my answer, Connor. That's a that's a great shout, and I, I definitely agree with all those points. Uh, one thing I do know is that if Andy Reid wins, he may not necessarily retire, but he is going to eat a cheeseburger. So that's all that I know. <laughs> Who I want to win this more than anybody else is Kittle, um, because I think I don't think we talk about his legacy enough. Um, and I think that if he wins a ring, if he wins this this Super Bowl, I think that we have to consider him 
in that conversation of the upper echelon tight ends in the history of this league. I, I think you could make the argument for it even right now, just based off his numbers and importance to to the team uh, over the last, you know, however long he's been there. Um, and I know he's still got a little bit of ways to go, but you add a ring to that, that changes the complexity, complexity of that conversation to a, a bigger bigger scale. So I want that for him. And I also, I think he's one of the, one of the coolest guys in the NFL and it'd be so cool for him to, to celebrate and to, to win a ring. So, um, but I think I agree with you, Connor Shanahan needs this way more than anybody else um, on, on that sideline, on that field on Sunday. So like the Chiefs have nothing to prove, right? I think the 49ers have everything to prove. Yeah, I agree. Okay, any last thoughts on Super Bowl 58? Boring. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it'll be, it'll still be a good game. Yeah. But I'm just bored of these two teams. I think that's fair to be bored. And, and truthfully, I, I kind of am too. But if, if this wasn't supposed to be the matchup, then someone would have beat the Chiefs. Someone would have beat the 49ers. But there's a reason these two teams are here. Um, and I'm really excited because I, I truthfully do think the best team in the AFC is here uh, in in the Chiefs. I don't think top to bottom there's a better roster in spite of all the shortcomings the Chiefs have on offense. That defense is stellar and you've got the best quarterback you know, in the league, certainly, possibly of all time. Uh, and one of the best tight ends in the history of the game, too. And then, uh, obviously, the 49ers, like I said, best roster all around in the league. So I'm excited. I, tr- tr- truthfully, even though it is uninspiring, like I said earlier, I think that this will be a great matchup, and sequels are typically really good uh, when it comes to Super Bowls. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, put you all on the spot. Uh, in true EPL talk fashion, we're going to end with hit around slash shout out hour. So any, any random, <laughs> any random bits and shout outs you want to make before we say goodbye about anything. Shout out to Miley Cyrus for winning her first Grammy tonight. Amen. Deservingly. So very talented musician. Uh, really, she had a great performance too. If y'all, if y'all haven't seen it, definitely go look that up. And it looks like Clayton has something to say. <laughs> Going on the Grammys train, I don't know how Utopia didn't win Album of the Year. I don't. I honestly like no disrespect. I don't know who Killer Mike was, but he wanted over Utopia. And uh, shout out to Patrick Mahomes Senior. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I was hoping nobody would bring this up, but of course no. it had to be. I'm yeah. sorry. Ain't no way. I'm sorry. Right before the Super Bowl. Right before the Super Bowl, Tough. I don't know. Tough. It's giving major CJ Stroud vibes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> jeez! Wow, jeez! Wow. Um, uh, ran- I'm not even going to comment on that. No, <laughs> my my little random bit that has nothing to do with football or the Grammys is that the Mavs have been pissing me off lately. Yep. But on the bright side, we need Kyrie back. He's oh. probable for tomorrow. Thank God. So I don't think he's been probable since he's been hurt. So hopefully, you know, we're we're going against a damaged Sixers team with Joel out for almost until playoffs. So no more. Hey, shout out the Pro Bowl. Sorry to cut you off. Shout out the Pro Bowl today. <laughs> mm, Everybody yeah. watched it, right? Sixty-four to fifty-nine NFC <laughs> win. 
<laughs> Woohoo! I, I would have been kind of excited for the Pro Bowl if it wasn't flag football. And also the fact that you can't even go and look at the stats on ESPN, like because they don't keep track of stats, is just ridiculous. There's basically no history, no importance in the Pro Bowl anymore. So I'm glad nobody watched. <laughs> they need to restructure it again. Because what the NHL's done this year is like in other sports, they do like money on the line where it's like they get a bonus. They need to bring it back so like players are incentivized to actually, you know, actually put in effort. Because I think, like, the NHL did, like, a skills competition, and Connor McDavid won a million dollars off of that skills competition. So it it keeps the people engaged, definitely. I do like that they have, like, the kind of mini games. I think that's fine. Keep that. You know, the little the quarterback throwing thing, the center snapping, even the dodgeball or whatever. That's all kind of fun. But, yeah, when it comes to the actual game, it's got to... It's got to be a little more serious, you know. Um, shout out Cliff Kingsbury for being hired as the new uh, OC of the Washington Commanders and not the Las Vegas Raiders, which is uh, an interesting turn of events. Uh, anti shout out to FIFA for uh, horribly picking uh, New York as the uh, chosen city for market, for the. Market. I know for the 2026 World Met Cup Life final. is better than Cowboy Stadium. That's too. That's, you're so wrong. That stadium is a dump. That stadium is a dump. Mercedes Benz Stadium is better than New Jersey. That man. was literally a troll joke. <laughs> yeah, bad one. It is literally I want to box you now. <laughs> that I was the whole point. Diving and literally, my whole job of saying that. My like literally, that was the whole point. Uh, give you a raise, and I got what I wanted out of it. <laughs> And I don't Should. want to box Every you, single you. one of you had something to say, which is amazing, right? <laughs> yep, there, there it comes again. <laughs> Literally, I'm just casting out bait, and y'all are, I'm, yeah. I'm catching every you're, single one of you. You're right, you're right, you're right. One more shout-out from me in terms of music. Shout-out to Jacob Collier for all the songs that he's released so far off of his new album. Um, I know Dennis knows Jacob. Uh, just incredibly talented. Um, and, and every song that's come out so far has been a banger and been on repeat for me. So, um, good yeah. show. Good show. Yeah. Not happy with FIFA with that nonsense. Although I do like that Dallas is getting nine games. I think that's fantastic. Uh, including one of them being a semifinal. So that's a pretty good consolation prize. Yes, Connor. How much do we think it's going to cost though? Okay. So here's the thing. FIFA regulates the prices themselves. And because we're a host country, we have the right to get tickets at a lower price than people that come in internationally. So in theory, it should not be crazy expensive because also they control the resale market. You can't like go on. In theory, if it works out to where it has before, there's not going to be a chance for anybody to go on SeatGeek or Ticketmaster and buy it off resale. Like You have to go through FIFA's website of their resale market, and it's a very tedious process that involves your ID and like making your profile and all that. So hopefully it's not too expensive. Uh, because I want to go to that. I want to. I mean, you guys know all of my ambitions for the World Cup. I want to go to so many of those games. Uh, I am very excited that the opening games at Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. That is rightfully where the uh, game should be held. That's honestly where the finals should be held because that's the more iconic stadium of all of the stadiums in the in the system here. Because uh, they've hosted two World Cup finals themselves. But uh, I'm happy that the opening games there 
Uh, I'm happy that my my birthplace Monterrey is getting four games. Uh, I'm happy for shut up with the womp womp. I'm happy for uh, Toronto for for getting uh, five games. That's where my uncle lives, so I'm gonna try to go see a game up there again. Anti shout out FIFA because they suck, and they did the whole like announcement thing for that today, and it was like Kevin Hart just like rambling with the corrupt FIFA president for like an hour, and it was super cringy. So uh, was not a fan of that. Um, shout out the NBA for uh, its trade deadline coming up in a couple of days as well, which we'll be talking about on the show uh, pretty soon as well. Um, okay, last last bits, anybody? Spring training. Oh yeah. Pitchers and catchers report next week yes. or this upcoming week. Yeah. Which means Jordan Montgomery is going to be reporting to the Texas Rangers spring training. Fingers crossed. TV deals done. No. Should be fine. Hopefully. No. Hopefully, hopefully. Lifetime supply of barbecue? Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. He's going to sign. That's what I was saying. Can't wait for those uh, gold trim jerseys to come out uh, next month mm. as well. Apparently, yeah. they're navy. Apparently, they're navy. Yeah. Yeah. The hats, the hats are. are. The hats are. The, the jerseys are white, but yeah, the hats are navy, which is interesting. The gold probably pops better on that than the royal blue. Yes. I think that the City Connect jersey needs to be a navy top with the navy pants. Ooh, like that's my change it out of the cream change it out of the cream the cream is low-key hideous i think that the houston astros should get relegated to the minor leagues or just disband it as a franchise put them in the bro put them in the canadian league surely send altuve back to uh, preschool where he belongs (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy that is crazy. Okay, I think that's it. You guys ready to get out of here? Hey, uh, under under our time that we were even. Dude, for, so yeah, I'm, I'm wow. I'm I'm honestly so impressed. It's impressive. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't even break out the timer like I said I was going to because I think we that's did a awesome. good job. Good job, boys. Uh, listener, thanks for being here. I hope you guys enjoyed very fun preview episode, and I hope you guys enjoy the game on Sunday. This was very fun. Thank you to all four of you for for joining. Uh, if you like what you heard, which hopefully you did, uh, please rate and review this show on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, wherever you're listening to it right now. Don't forget to share this episode with any and all NFL fans. Don't forget to share any other episodes as well. Uh, don't forget to subscribe as well. Clayton, your bit. Sorry. If you don't like what you hear, which is pretty much going to be what I said, <laughs> please let me know <laughs> because I've said some very questionable things, but... <laughs> I came here for the wrong football, <laughs> um, but yes, if you don't like what you hear, let us know. If you don't like what you hear, blame Clayton Cooper <laughs> and we'll, we can dox him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Uh, speaking of wrong football, Clayton and I will be back with EPL Talk later this month, listeners, so get excited for that. Don't forget to follow the pod on Instagram at DennisFriendsPod. Don't forget to email the pod, DennisFriendsPod at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. You can follow all five of us on social media. All of our handles will be in the show notes uh, listed out, as well as links to other fun stuff. Coming up on the show later this week is a special episode talking about the managerial uh, change upcoming at Liverpool and hopefully NBA trade deadline episode is coming out this week as well. I'm not totally sure that either will come out later this week or early part of next week. And then obviously we will have a post Super Bowl episode as well in the, in the days and weeks to come, but that's what's coming up. Get excited. Don't forget to follow and don't forget to uh, keep those notifications on 
so that you know when the episodes drop. And that's it. Thanks for being here. Until next time, be good and do good. Fellas, sign us out. I don't care who does it, but oh, sign us out. Full episode done, so I'll take it. Let's go. Boom. Never bet against 15. Amen. I'm never going to be invited back. Facts. <laughs>